Welcome to the Discovery Doc Podcast, where we advocate for optimal wellness and reducing everyday toxic loads, no matter where life takes you. I'm Dr. Cece, doctor in nursing practice, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and a crunchy mama. I'm Anna Kate, a medical mystery overachiever and your discovery liaison. Join us on this exciting journey as we explore the world of holistic health, cutting edge research, and practical solutions for a healthier life. Together, we'll navigate through the complexities of wellness, sharing valuable insights, and expert advice. Tune in to the Discovery Doc Podcast. Get ready to be inspired, empowered, and discover a whole new way of looking at your health. Welcome back to the Discovery Doc Podcast. I'm here with your host, Dr. Cece, functional medicine nurse practitioner, self-proclaimed toxin tamer, and crunchy mama, and our co-host... I'm Anna Kate, your medical mystery overachiever and discovery liaison. And we are in a new place. We are on a different couch today, so it may look and sound slightly different today. So we're making it happen because life happens. Life happens. Yeah. So we are here doing our thing when we can, where we can to make sure that we continue to produce content for y'all. But yeah, it just looks a little bit different today. But continuing down kind of this whole month is about mental health. And so one thing that I really wanted to highlight is with the holidays, that doesn't, that also doesn't look the same for a lot of people. For some of us, the holidays are this like bright, cheery, you know, eventful, lively time in our life. And and for other people, it's the opposite, Mm -hmm. or it's a time filled with anxiety or just exacerbating certain things that we feel throughout the year where we feel heightened anxiety or heightened depression or loneliness or sadness. And I think that is really important to highlight and to remember and to be a source of support for people that we might have in our lives that are going through that. Um, but then also to give some quick little tips as to what we can do to maybe prevent that. Yep. Because in all reality, 38% of Americans say that their stress increases during the holiday season. And that then leads to those symptoms that we kind of just talked about, right. but it might because be because of financial stress or feeling like you have to get 102 things done and just like that burden or that exhaustion unrealistic expectations just a lot of pressure yeah well it's like if you have family come over or coming over for the holidays getting the house clean keeping it clean if you've got kiddos and dogs or dogs and it's like uh yeah that's not gonna happen and so being okay with controlling the things that you can control and if you can't control it let it go. So one of the things that you can do is make a list. Can I control this? No, then I don't really need to worry about it. Although it bugs me, Mm -hmm. but I can at least make the list and say, I can't control other people's emotions. I can control my own. I can also protect and what you're going to go into next, but I can protect what, how I feel and how I manage and navigate my emotions. And if I need a break, I can say, Hey, I need to break. I need to go and rest and reset. I need to put my um, emotional shawl on so it protects me. And then I'm deciding whether I want to look through a window with a shade, if I want to draw draw the blinds, or if I want to open the window and have others' emotions flow in and out. That's so important because we control that. Like to your point, we control that. And I think so many times, especially around the holidays, we feel like we don't control that, that we just have to do all the things all the time for other people and then our boundaries get super blurred mm-hmm. and now we're exhausted and, and stressed out. And that's such a great point. 
Yeah. That's such a great point. And I think that the holidays also are such a time of overindulgence that mm-hmm. it's very easy to then slip into drinking a little bit more or eating a little bit more or getting out of your routine where you're not resting as much as you should. Right. But to focus on bringing yourself back to a place where you're not overindulging and you are taking care of yourself and you are sleeping, you are resting, you are sticking to your nighttime routine so that you can allow for your cup to be filled Mm -hmm. and not just continuously drained and just recharging yourself, giving yourself the time and the grace to recuperate. Yeah. And we went into a lot of this deeper in our Thanksgiving episode. So if you missed that, go back and listen for all of those, how to navigate eating through the holidays and all Mm -hmm. of that. Um, So make sure that you go in with a game plan to protect and provide for yourself emotionally and physically that you know, hey, I've gotten in, I've eaten my protein, I've done all my things, and then I can have a a taste it plate. So I can go and taste everything. And I'm okay with that because I gave myself permission because I ate, I had my vitamins, I had my minerals, I had my water today, all the things that you needed Mm -hmm. to do to set yourself up for success so that the next day that you don't feel on an emotional food or alcohol hangover Just dump. Right. Right. Exactly. Cause all three of those things together are no fun for anybody, no matter how, yeah. how stable your mental health yeah. is. Yeah. And saying no, kind of what Anna Kate was saying before saying no is okay. You know, it's, I, th- <laughs> I think so many of us just constantly say yes, because we feel like we have to. And then you get in a time of the year where, you know, it's a time of giving and we get caught up in that and we don't feel comfortable saying no, but Mm -hmm. there are very appropriate times to say no. If it protects you and your boundaries and your mental health or your families, right? Say no, say no. And it's also okay to say yes. And, or yes, however, right. So it's not a yes, but it's a yes. And so yes, I can come to your party and no, that day I'm not allowed, I'm not available to bring mm-hmm. something, but I can bring ice or plates, or I know you really love this dish that I make. If I can get it to you ahead of time and I don't have to bring it, I'm happy to support whatever your event is, but I personally cannot make it during that time. This girl has a busy day, which is why we're also in another studio. Y'all don't want to hear about it. <laughs> but we make it happen and we do the yes. things and set. we plan this days ahead of time to set up for success. It wasn't a last minute thing. If last minute things happen, be okay to say no or say yes. And right. Yes. However, this is the limitation of your limitation, right? And set your own, set your own boundaries. And I'd love to go and do that. But right now on my plate, I don't have, I don't don't have the attention that I could give to you to Mm -hmm. go for putting that on my plate. So I'm going to respectfully decline and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Especially if you are a yes, person and a people pleaser, Mm. this is a great thing to practice, to practice. It's a skill that you have to develop and say, cause I know we want to help everybody and do everything and make everybody, make everybody's dreams come true during the holidays. But if you're burnt out and at that space where you lose your mental stability edge of just navigating all the things, then that's not okay for you or the people around you. Right. I completely agree. I completely agree. And Also, I think kind of the next point is that we get set on what the holiday should look like, right? We get set on our expectations on what it should just present, whether it's to ourselves or to the outside world. And life doesn't happen like that, Mm -mm. you know, like things happen and it doesn't always look like we think that it will. And so just being open to 
having setting new traditions or instead of holding on to kind of what should have been or what you thought could be or should be mm-hmm. finding and allowing for new traditions to unfold that can be a really beautiful thing yeah as and well hallmark movies they have hundreds of people that make that happen you are not hundreds of people yes so create the magic set new traditions if it's a hey, we didn't get the Christmas tree set up ahead of time, then it's, hey, on Christmas Eve, we're going to put all of our family ornaments on because yeah. we run out, we ran out of time and that's when we, that's when we do it. Or we decorate and there's no family ornaments. Mm-hmm. It's just lights and bows and yeah. just normal stuff. And then it's like, hey, that year, this year didn't happen, but it's about the magic. And it can be fun, right? Yeah. It can be so, I think some people get so focused on like, okay, we have to do this tradition on this day and it loses the magic behind it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes those things pop up and you're like, wait, that was a lot of fun. We laughed, you know, we just spent time as a family. We told good stories. We just, we enjoyed each other's company without the stress of just getting something done because it's a tradition. Right. You know? Right. And don't lose the magic of the holiday of spent slowing down and spending time with those Mm -hmm. you love there's a reason for the season Mm -hmm. and if our focus is not on him is the reason then everything else gets lost yeah absolutely and just keep in mind that keep in mind what fulfills you what brings you joy what brings you peace what brings you fulfillment and then choose to fill your time with those things you know, instead of things that might drain your energy or, um, you know, cause conflict or just any sort of negativity. Um, And I think just staying connected to those things that bring you joy can be so positive. Yep. And you can still have a fulfilling Christmas. 100%. And New Year and Thanksgiving and all the, and Easter's coming up next and all the things. Because all of these family-centric things happen um, where you're having to go somewhere or provide dinner for a bunch of people or helping clean up or entertain kids or whatever yeah. role that you play in the family. Like that's, we want to equip you to have the best emotional, mental, and physical support, like with nutrition yes. and those types of things as well to have the best holidays that you could have. And, you know, every, and then families are fruits and are full of fruits and nuts. And if 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 ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. How do you say that? How did you actually just say that? I would have fumbled it, but I think it's so true because also no one's perfect. Like there's no perfect here, and just right. we're just trying to offer little tidbits that you can manage, that you can implement in your holiday season, where none of us are perfect, Mm-mm. you know. And allow yourself not to be, and that's okay. Yep. You know, and it's okay to feel the emotions that you feel, but just know that there are some strategies out there to maybe help you have a little bit better of a day in that holiday season. Yep. So start with grace and patience, and then how can we find other supports? Yes. So in terms of just functional medicine and how I practice, I want people to know that there are other options out there in addition to just conventional medicine. And conventional medicine works wonderful for a lot of people. So please never get me wrong. That's a knock on conventional medicine. But for other people, they go to whoever they're seeing and they feel a little bit better, but then they just don't quite feel like themselves yet. There's something still missing. There's symptoms that they're still having. They feel a little bit better, but they're not feeling optimal. So those are the type of patients that that I get are one of two patients who are already kind of on medications to help support Mm -hmm. certain psychiatric things going on, or patients who have struggled with anxiety, depression, OCD-like tendencies, tics, things like that, any type of emotional dysregulation, 
there are three major components that I look at. Okay. One is gut health, two are neurotransmitters, and three is bacterial and viral loads. So <laughs> she's looking at me because I, I have a bacterial and viral and load. She's, off a lo the she's a load of viral hey, viruses and bacteria. Load, load, load of something. <laughs> load, load so, of a lot of things. Yeah. We did talk about gut health in the last month. Um, so go make sure that you listen to those eight episodes about um, really key topics about how to support your strobilome yes. and your gut. A word your, we can now pronounce. Your pathway. I know. I've I been know. practicing. It's, so. No, it's so true because there a lot of people know that those microbes influence our digestion mm -hmm. or allergies or you know our, um, our metabolism but they extend so much further and they do directly impact how we think and how we feel and that access that gut brain access is just very very real it connects us both physically and biochemically mm -hmm. in numerous numerous ways and one of those ways is through the nerves mm -hmm. so these neurons are our cells that are, are found in your brain and your central nervous system that tell you kind of how to behave, how yep. to feel. And there's a hundred billion neurons in the human brain. That's a lot. But interestingly enough, your gut houses 500 million of them. In addition to the hundred billion. So there's a lot that there's whoa. 500 million neurons within your GI tract that are a direct stimulus to your central nervous system. So moms out there of little kids, especially little kids, but also teenagers, when your teenager is cranky and grumpy and grouchy and not behavioral, behaviorally the sweet little person that, that you, you raised, know them to be, yeah. check out their diet. Because and if they're just health. having sugar and processed carbs and all the junk that come with the holidays because they're going and hanging out yes. with their friends and they come home and they're a little heathens <laughs> she and, chose her work and, and hellions you know that they're not your they're not your kids yeah. check out their diet make sure that they're getting their vitamins and minerals and that's all in balance and in check because mm -hmm. this is a big indicator of huge when it's out of balance it's going to show up in their attitude and then it'll show up on their face if yes. they're not eating what they yeah Should. because the second way that our gut is connected to our brain is literally neurotransmitters so mm -hmm. i tell patients this is very simplified but this is how i explain it to patients there's two places we make neurotransmitters i did air quotes because that's a very in-depth topic one is the gi tract mm -hmm. and one is the central nervous system within our gi tract we actually make things like serotonin or its baby which is 5-hiaa we also make gaba and so if you have any sort of gi issues going on those neurotransmitters are not going to be able to send their little signals throughout your central nervous system for you to receive them in the brain like you should so those direct levels serotonin 5-hiaa gaba they will be altered if you have any sort of GI dysfunction. Serotonin, for example, it's our feel-good neurotransmitter. And so it, it helps us to feel happiness and to feel calm and to feel good. And if we have too little of that, insomnia, anxiety, phobias, depression, suicidal ideations, all very, very common. Yes. Just from one little guy being off. So then if you go to something like GABA, if you hear her dogs, blame yeah. her, not me. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just they're, they're sweet babies. They are sweet babies. Um, GABA is, is an amino acid that functions as a neurotransmitter in the brain. 
and it helps to it's our brain's major mm -hmm. off switch yes so it helps to modulate all those like good excitatory neurotransmitters okay and helps to turn them off so it brings us down out of that heightened state of fight or flight so low GABA when it's too low again you're gonna have a hard time down regulating those excitatory neurotransmitters so you're gonna stay at that heightened state of fight or flight you're going to be more anxious. You're going to have more mood swings. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. Your sleep is going to be disrupted. On the flip side, if it's too high, that means that you're turning off your uppers. Been there too. Too much. Yes. Makes you very, it's a different, it's a, it makes you sleepy. Yeah. It makes you sleepy. You can't concentrate well. You're fatigued. Your focus is down. So, just GI dysbiosis or like overgrowth of, mm -hmm. of the bad bacteria or infections or motility issues or lack of, of certain kind of building blocks within our GI tract. And like Anna Kate was saying earlier, more of the nitty gritty, you guys can go back and listen to our, our gut health podcast. Um, but if any of those are off, you can feel that difference in your yep. mood. Yeah. So I always, always, always start with gut health when it comes to patients who come see me. And then it starts a domino effect and other things yes. can be dysregulated and start the other thing. So what's next? Next on our list are actual neurotransmitters. Okay. So we talked about a couple that you actually make in your GI tract, but we have over, I think the most important part here that people don't realize is we have over a hundred neurotransmitters. So when patients get put on conventional medications, let's say like an SSRI, mm -hmm. it's address, it's addressing just one or two neurotransmitters, serotonin and norepinephrine. Well, we have 98 more. So if that, that's why some medications, they do a little bit, right? but they don't fix the issue completely. You can still feel that anxiety or feel whatever, you know, something that right. puts you on the medication in the first place, because there are so many other neurotransmitters right. that exist that are out of whack. But turning off the symptoms does not fix the problem. Exactly. So after gut health is, is addressed, then we actually run labs to look. We can't look at all 98, but we can look at a lot of other neurotransmitters mm -hmm. within that excitatory and inhibitory neurotransmitter class. So again, the excitatory, they're like on switches of the brain, inhibitory, like off switches. And even if a patient's on medication, mm -hmm. we can do that test while they're on the medication and see where their teeter-totter is imbalanced. Where are you deficient? Where are you in excess? And then bring natural agents to help balance that teeter-totter. So you're on and you're off, which is fancy match. Yeah. So you have the appropriate ability to turn your brain off when it needs to be off and turn your brain on when it needs to be on. So that's really cool information because you can do it with or without while you're on or off of medication. Right. Um, the other side of it, is just that neurotransmitter test will tell us more about adrenal function people forget That's me too. about yes about adrenal function and how it it regulates how we feel um but there's two norepinephrine and epinephrine are our two actual like fight or flight hormones yep our rest and digest and our true adrenaline and if those are off and i run a neurotransmitter test well then i know something's up with the adrenal glands because 80% of epinephrine is made in the adrenals and 20% of norepinephrine. Okay. So if those are both high or low, you're like, whoa, Something what's about. going on over there that we need to check out? Because now that's impacting our cortisol, which 
Yes. Been there too. Well, if you can't watch us, I'm over here just raising my just, hand every time she lists something. And I'm over here continuing to do air quotes that no one can see. Well, they're watching. Yeah, True. YouTubers. Um, so cortisol, if it's too high, weight gain is very common, but anxiety, depression, irritability, mm -hmm. and just, you know, feeling that it's, it's a synthetic form of energy is how I like to explain it. Like right. you can feel like you have all this energy, but it's not productive. It's very unproductive energy. And on the low side of cortisol, that's your sluggish and your loss of resiliency and loss of ability to handle stress and to adapt to situations. And I'll, I'll have patients gain weight on both sides. Actually, there can be weight fluctuations. Sometimes with high, they'll lose weight unintentionally, but then kind of rebound. Mm -hmm. um, so weight can be a big issue, but just with how we feel, it's that anxiety, loss of resiliency, fatigue, brain fogginess. That's cortisol. So it's like you can have very similar symptoms right. and they can be from, it can, it can mimic 19 different things. So my first question is, if someone comes with anxiety, is it truly a, a neurological dysfunction? Is it truly a neurotransmitter dysfunction? Right. And I answer that question. But then this is my crazy brain. Even when that occurs, I'm like, okay, well, why? Yes, your neurotransmitters are off. It's the chemicals in your brain are off, but why? Yeah, what's, what's happening? What's at the happening root? exactly? Um, the other cool thing that I like to look at are inflammatory markers, mm -hmm. neuroinflammatory markers, because yeah. they're an indication of oxidative stress. Which is like everyone knows antioxidants, but they don't really understand what they are. Which I think is fascinating because I sure as heck didn't learn that in school. But if they, we, they protect, they protect the dents. Yes, exactly. So when we have things that oxidize our cells or, or kind of break apart our cells too quickly, we want things like antioxidants mm -hmm. to come in and help repair yep. that cell wall. Now, unfortunately in our day and age, we are surrounded by things that can damage our cells and create more <laughs> oxidation. So I like to look at that along with more of the neuroinflammation to get a better picture of what's going on in the patient's body systemically. Right. And if there's inflammation, then I want to know why, why. and what it's from. Um, so that brings me to the load of you. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Welcome where, to my mess. Yes. Where sometimes all that information, sometimes, but by now we've gotten our answer. And sometimes it's just a gut health issue. And then sometimes it is truly a neuro, just um, kind of neurotransmitter dysfunction. I will say that that's very rare. Yes. It's very rare that I find that it's just neurotransmitters being off and there's no reason for it. Like we are, it's, it's hereditary or we're just born this way. Like that's very rare in my world. So if you go a step further and you look at, okay, well, where are the two places neurotransmitters can be inhibited? The gut, we already mm -hmm. talked about that, and the central nervous system. So there are certain exposures, whether they are viral loads, bacterial loads, or toxic exposures that can inhibit how we transmit those neurotransmitters from our central nervous system and kind of send those messages out mm -hmm. to receive them at their proper receptors. They have to be received in order for us to feel their effectiveness. Right. So if they're being blocked anywhere, whether there are autoantibodies that are creating that blockage or there's like an immune disruption that is that is like a little war that's going on and so those signals can't get through the chain of command there <laughs> 
I feel like I'm just speaking to you as a patient right yeah. now. Okay, so I'm gonna make I'm gonna do a timeout. And I'm gonna point out something to her. So, do you see those three binders? There's three three inch binders right there stacked yes. up. Oh, the blue ones. Yeah, and then the black one at the bottom. Uh huh. You know what those are? Your loads. Yeah, those are binders. Like that one on the shelf that uh -huh. I bring in my Trepper Keeper uh -huh. is just this year. Those are the last wow. 10 years. Okay, you guys know how she's always saying take take notes and stuff? Um, now I see all her notes and they are five inch yeah. thick binders yeah. times four. All my labs, all of the history that when I walked into her, when I walked <gasps> into her office, I didn't bring those three binders. I just brought in what, uh, what she needed. But it's, in, for someone that's chronically ill, having yeah. it organized, it's so important because there are days that I need to go see another doctor or a specialist and they're like, who's your GP? Well, it's now her, but it's like, I don't know. I have six specialists. Pick one. Who, yeah. do, you, who do you want to talk to? So I just wanted to point that out to you of all my viral and bacterial wow. load is stacked up. <laughs> they're, they're binders like. So I'm not going to say shoot for the stars. I hope that you guys do not have a history don't, like Anna Don't Kate's. do this. Don't. That's why we call her yes. the medical <laughs> mystery overachiever antibody accumulator. Yes, because that is actually her. But this is, we're not striving for this. This no. is Anna Kate's unicorn self. Yeah. Don't be me and... when you grow up. <laughs> not that part of me, at least. Not, I was going to say. We won't go there, but that, that slight smidgen of a yeah. part. <laughs> if we can avoid, then that would be great. We digress the when especially when we're looking at things like autoantibodies in the brain there's always a reason why so we have this this flip that nope the switch that is flipped i yep. always say flip that is switched flip the switch just say it Wait, that way switch that is flipped that's what i always say <laughs> i always say it backwards but then i think about it and then i end up saying it backwards because i'm thinking about it too much well swiss cheese you know brains I mean? over here understood what you were trying to say so <laughs> it's, it's prego brain uh, but i can't really use that because it happens all the time anyways we have this switch that is flipped, flipped on whenever we have these autoantibodies going on in the brain and, and we detect them in the functional medicine world. There's always a reason as to why they have turned on. Our brain doesn't just start attacking itself or our body doesn't mm -hmm. start attacking itself for no reason. I feel the same way if an ANA is positive. So oftentimes that can come from infections. There's a load of bacteria that those can come from. I'll say the two that I see most readily are Bartonella and Strep. I'm raising two hands because I've had both of them. Yeah. And it's not strep throat. No, it's not. Very important to differentiate, which I'll say in a second. But Bartonella, just very quickly, is, is a bacteria that's vector-borne. And it likes to hang out in the central nervous system. And so when it does, and we our body naturally creates these antibodies mm -hmm. to go attack it to defend their host, which is a good thing, then we get all that inflammation within our central nervous system because that's where that war is happening. Yep. And so oftentimes then I will get a lot of, of symptoms from Bartonella, but my top ones are fatigue, anxiety, heightened anxiety, and lower mood, and then a lot of nerve things, weird burning, tingling, vibrating sensations, tinnitus, POTS-like symptoms are very common. But in terms of mental health, anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And I see that so commonly because of that little war going on. Yep. And there's a fatigue that that anxiety doesn't stop, even right. with the things that I know, because I've experienced this. I've been through this, like right on the front lines of doing the things that, you know, reducing my stress, breathing, mm -hmm. taking a bath, getting in the sauna, do, like grounding all of the things, making sure I'm hydrated. 
there's just a fatigue that happens of burnout because that button does not get turned off because of it's in my central nervous system yeah. and it's everywhere. Yeah. And if you don't get rid of it, then you try to do the, all the things to combat anxiety, traditional anxiety, right? Whether it's medication or whether it's even a natural agent that's meant mm -hmm. like ashwagandha or something that's meant 5-HTP, whatever, that's meant to calm down your central nervous system. Oftentimes it won't, it just won't work right. because you're not addressing the reason as to why that anxiety is there in the right. first place. So see your functional medicine practitioner or make an appointment with her if you're in a heightened state of anxiety and the things that you're doing are not working whether yes. medication or supplementation of natural things because there is there could be something else that is not yes. just what you're treating putting the band-aid on and it's so. worth just looking yeah like there there's no harm in just looking if you have the availability to do so and especially if you feel like if you know in your core that something else is there listen to that please mm -hmm. listen to that you know, no matter what a doctor is saying, if they're like, no, your labs look great and your levels look great and this looks great on this medication. If you feel in your core mm -hmm. that this is not you or this is not the best version of you, then let's fix that. Yeah. Fight, fight for yourself. You know your body better than any anybody. Yes. You're, nobody knows you better than you. And trust your instincts on it too, mm -hmm. please. Nobody else in this world can tell you how you feel. Yeah. Nobody. Please listen to yourself. Um, the, the second one, yes, is strep and no, it's not strep throat. Um, oftentimes we, you know, you can, I won't, I won't say it's not strep throat because you can get it from having recurrent tonsillitis, but it's not like active strep throat. Here's an antibiotic and it's gone. Yeah. What I'm referring to is chronic strep are my strep carriers are strep infections that don't go away. And <laughs> she's raising her hand again. Um, and pandas is something that kids are diagnosed with that is a result it's it's a neuroinflammation result of that streptococcal infection mm -hmm. and so we can see things like ocd and tics and emotional dysregulation where this kid is cool calm collected and all of a sudden Damn. yes quick to trigger and irritable and aggressive and hitting and scratching and screaming and unable to come out of that that state it's uncontrollable and that is from one bacteria one little bacteria and so in that guy I work to bring that it is possible. Please don't let anyone tell you it's not. It is possible to bring those antibodies down. But what I find is that strep is a follower, that there's something else underlying going on. They like to party. They like to party, right? So that allows it to activate, that allows it to take opportunity to then create that neuroinflammation, to then mm -hmm. create the OCD, anxiety, tics, behavioral dysfunction. So it, there's just layers to it. And, and I don't take like being on an antibiotic for a week and then the kid's good and then it's cyclical again the next month and then you go back on an antibiotic for a week and the kid's good and then it's stuck in that cycle that's not an answer to me right you know so keep that in mind um another big one which you know all about this one too toxic exposure i'm gonna hold my hand up just i'm not gonna put it down this whole section that's yeah, just just lay there yeah. hand up our toxic exposures mold i mean mold toxicity and heavy metal toxicity. Both of them, I mean, mold toxicity, I would say I've seen very severe depression from, very mm -hmm. severe mood disorders from. Heavy metal toxicity, I've literally had a patient be admitted to an inpatient facility for psychosis wow. for hallucinating. And it wasn't just one day, it's cyclical. So it presented as, as a mental health disorder and it was lead toxicity. 
you know, you just never know. It's, it's just worth exploring. If you feel in your heart that this is just not you, it is mm-hmm. worth exploring other parts of the puzzle piece. And worst case scenario, we just get you to a place where you felt better than you did walking in the door. Best case scenario is we figure out what actually is going on and get rid of it. And now you're not reliant on medications or supplements. Right. And that's the goal is Mm -hmm. improvement, not to fix all and just make everything perfect. Yes. It's just to make progress. Exactly. And so it, it doesn't matter to me if patients are on medications or not. It matters to me their goal. If they're on a medication, their goal is to get off of that medication. Cool. That is so doable. It is so doable. Doesn't matter the medication. It is so doable where we do it safely, very safely, very slowly. We do the proper testing to wean you down Mm -hmm. and then help support with natural agents as we're weaning down. So it's not just this cold turkey thing that is very, a very viable option. Please know that seek out a functional medicine provider if that's something that you want to do. Or it's about optimizing that person while they're on the medication mm-hmm. so they don't have to keep going up in dose. Right. Or they don't have to switch medications three times, you know, and just preventing those incremental increases right. um, or to wean off depending on what, what the patient's looking for. Right. Because your toxic load, I mean, there's there's multiple things to change, right? So it the, the lead could have been from an old house or like weird pipes or, I mean, you know, it's in the bathwater, it's in the laundry, it's in like dishes, it's Mm -hmm. in brushing your teeth, it's in the water that you drink. So that over a long period of time in micro doses, it bioaccumulates, can create a problem. I tell this to my patients all the time, this story, because I think it's such a good one because so many times patients are like, well, where does that even come from? Like we live in a new house. We're not, there's no paint, you know, whatever. So I tell this story and it just, opens your eyes how common it is. Ava, uh, probably like two years ago, yes, I was pregnant with Jada. And I was redoing Ava's bedroom to like a big girl bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I ordered a little gold lamp off of, I don't know, some website, I ordered it online. And it came and it's this cute little gold lamp in a white shade. And I put it together in her room. I'm like seven months pregnant this time. And I start walking away. And I look back and you know, on the cord how sometimes there's like little tags. Yeah. So there's three of them. And I was like, huh, like, that's weird. I also don't really want three on there. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. And so I went back to, honestly, to pull them off. And the first one I went to take off, it said, caution, this will expose you to lead. Will. Will expose you to lead. Not may expose you to lead. Not can expose you to lead. Not, not only expose you to lead if you live in California, but anywhere yeah. else you plug it in the country, it's okay. Right. And I was like, uh, oh. no. After I just put it together with my bare hands and pregnant, and I was just like, are you kidding me? So this I, is a kid's lamp, right? This is a kid's lamp. A little mini kid's lamp. So there, if it was on their desk, they'd be touching it and moving it around and doing the stuff. It's not like it's just sitting up there, but it, it emits it because it gets warm yes. and off. Yeah. Not off gases. And I'm not going to say the company that I ordered it from, but it is a very common, I mean, everybody I know orders furniture from there. And so yeah. to think of just that one lamp, then your brain needs to go to our devices our laptops, you know, there's been studies about the the trackpad on our MacBooks, lead, all these electronics, mm-hmm. like it's not impossible. It's not just in paint, you're getting exposure from places. And that's not to make things fearful. But it's just to say that it's real awareness. Yeah. And that there are things that you can do to reduce that toxic load and mm-hmm. prevent it. Or if you have been exposed to help take care of moving things through because you can't really get rid of 
toxic like metal you can metals i mean i wouldn't suggest doing it on your own but yes we do like if there's little little <laughs> if there's metal if there's mer- i was gonna say mercury and lead and then the word metal was in my head uh, mercury lead aluminum i find that normal like detox modalities don't work mm-hmm. you really in my opinion need chelation therapy which means you need a provider to do that for you safely um, so yes, possible, but I think it's more just the general fact that we're all exposed to things all the time right? and how we can't stop that, but it, how it impacts us and bioaccumulates in our bodies individually are different. Mm-hmm. And so it's for some people that really can result in things that are mimicking or looking like mental health disorders. Yep. And so just know that there's so much out there that can be explored outside of truth and not again go the conventional route you know therapy and you know counseling and all that it's it's that is a perfect fit for a lot of people but if it's not a perfect fit for you then maybe it's time to seek a different option yep have another conversation yeah so we've got lots coming your way this month um i am really looking forward to our conversation with dr stephanie because we're going to talk about burnout Mm -hmm. because I've all, I've experienced lots of burnout in my life. Yeah. And burnout can look so different. You can Mm -hmm. have medical burnout. You can have normal life people burnout. You can have job burnout. You can have parent burnout. Mm -hmm. You can have just, you know, there's so many different facets of it. She is an integrative psychiatrist, which is so rare. Talk about unicorns. Yeah. Like so rare. And I'm so here for it. So we have a great two-part conversation with her. We have an awesome two-part conversation with a two-time Olympic gold medalist just to get her thoughts on and kind of her background on what it was like being an Olympic athlete at the age of 16 and then kind of move forward in in being thrown into mom life. So we have some really cool episodes coming up that we're excited to share with y'all. We are very, very excited. So we have... um, a request for y'all if y'all are listening to this. We are getting her ready for new baby yes, to come. Um, so we are not going to stop recording, but we are going to record short or short or mini episodes of specific topics. So if you have a topic that you would like us to cover during that period, so maybe it's you have specific questions on mold because yeah. that's like an eight hour conversation just there. So if you have something specific, ask us about that. Um, anything, um, that you would, you know, what's, what's a good swap or things that need to happen in the new year or whatever they are. Um, and we know that you have all of the burning questions, so let us know and we will tag that and put that in and make a mini episode of that. So when she is on mommy, new mommy duty, um, and spending time with her family and we want to give her that break and you'll still have access to me and we'll post those and all of the things and that we, we mean wanna... anything yeah anything in the world of functional medicine of health and wellness of non-toxic living literally anything yeah we are open books we are here to answer for you and we're super excited about them i think it'll be a great cool little change of pace and little snippets so yeah please let us know what y'all are needing help with or, or guidance or you know just curious about yeah and we'll, um, I will try to do something along the lines of the binders and let y'all know um, what that looks like in our in our community. <laughs> yeah. So y'all stay tuned for the rest of our ta- our month of mental health. Yes. And until we see y'all again, let's, let's discover, discover together. together. We hope you've enjoyed this journey of exploration and learning as much as we have. 
Before you go, we have a special request for you, our beloved discoverers. We'd be thrilled if you could show your support in a few easy steps. Step one, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to ring that notification bell so you never miss a moment of discovery. Step two, if you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please take a moment to rate and review our show. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our podcast too. Step three, whether you're on YouTube or listening on your favorite podcast platform, please share the Discovery Doc podcast with your friends, family, and social networks. It's the best way to spread the joy of discovery. And finally, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Discovery Doc. Stay connected with us for updates, behind-the-scenes content, and so much more. Plus, for exclusive content and additional resources, be sure to check out our website at www.thediscoverydoc.com. And while you're there, if you have a burning question or a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, simply let us know. Thank you, Discoverers, for being part of our incredible journey. Until next time, let's discover together. The content provided in this podcast provides general information and discussions on various topics related to health, wellness, and medical advancements. However, it is essential to understand that the content provided in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts, guests, and contributors are individuals sharing their personal experiences, opinions, and knowledge in their respective fields. While they strive to provide accurate, up-to-date information, medical knowledge is constantly evolving and the information presented in this podcast may not always reflect the most current research and medical guidelines. It is crucial to consult with a qualified healthcare professional or medical expert for specific medical concerns. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking medical treatment based on the information presented in this podcast. The Discovery Doc Podcast encourages listeners to use their own judgment and discretion while implementing any suggestions, recommendations, or lifestyle changes discussed in this episode. Each individual's medical situation is unique and may work for one, may not be suitable or safe for another. The podcast hosts, guests, and contributors are not liable for any direct, indirect, consequential, or incidental damages or harm that may arise from listening or acting upon the information provided in this podcast. Listeners are responsible for their own health decisions and should exercise caution and seek professional guidance when necessary. By listening to this podcast, you acknowledge that you have read, understood, and agreed to this medical disclaimer. If you have any questions or concerns about this medical disclaimer, please consult a qualified healthcare professional.